Hey, y'all. You're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hello, people. (laughs) We're back. Another episode of Damsels in Detroit. This is episode 23. And um, I know, right? That's weird. 23 times I've been on here talking about stuff. (laughs) But I'm sitting here with Trace Clark. Um, also known as the woman with the whitest teeth in Detroit. <laughs> I'm just going to say that, put that out there. It's very true. Um, so, Treese, as you guys know, just makes pretty much everything. If you've gone to a party and you've seen a backdrop, she's done it. So I'm going to read a little bit about Treese before we get into our questions. Treese Clark is a creative who specializes in the art of doing it yourself. As a mom, maker, and handywoman, Treese created her Designer Hack series with the fashionably frugal in mind. With Designer Hack, Treese teaches attendees how to recreate high-end trends from accessories to home decor. Her latest endeavor has led her to begin fabricating backdrops and activations to increase the experiences at local events with designated branded photo ops. During the day, Treese works at Arts and Scraps, a local nonprofit that teaches STEM through arts integration. So you have a lot going on, girl. Yes. <laughs> well, my first question for you is just what got you into DIY and crafting in general? Like, have you always been kind of like somebody that's been into drawing and into just making things? Like, what got you into this realm? So I cannot draw. That's probably no. the one thing I cannot do. That is so surprising <laughs> to me. I cannot draw, <laughs> especially not from... Um, like how people just freehand mm-hmm. things. I can mimic some things, okay. like copy some lines, but I cannot draw. But as far as crafting goes, uh, growing up the only child is what really got me into crafting. Mm-hmm. My mom used to always buy me the uh, the DIY little craft kits from Joanne Fabrics mm-hmm. and local craft stores to do. And I would always, you know, take out the instructions, look at them, and just basically make the picture or whatever I yeah. wanted to from those things. Did you ever do like the classes that they used to have at Michael's and stuff like that? I don't remember them having them okay. back then. Like I used early nineties. No, but, okay. Yeah. There were some <laughs> my parents took me in a little summer program at Michael's one year. It was like for a week and we just made crafts every day. And like, I mean it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, who else is doing this? Because this is kinda I mean, while all of your other friends are like doing quote unquote cooler things, like I'm sitting here at Michael's like making paintings right. <laughs> like, I so know. i used to hang i always like to hang with older people when i was little for some reason but my best friend her grandma mm-hmm. like i used to hang out with her grandma more than she did <laughs> and we would go bead shopping and she would teach me like some different techniques and things too so in the summertime i would hang out with them so and cute. i would be with her grandma more. <laughs> hey girl i'm really here to see your grandma but <laughs> right i you're came fun you're to... here too but right okay. <laughs> so in my head i call you trace the builder because i just feel like there's nothing that you cannot do like I've seen things that you've posted on your Instagram as far as like your jewelry and then things like going to events. And like I said, seeing that you make the backdrops and stuff. So have you always looked at yourself as a handy woman? I would say overall, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just growing up on my mom's side, I, I'm one of the only girls. Mm-hmm. So if my uncle was keeping me and he had boys, anything that they had to do, I had to do too. I wasn't mm-hmm. exempt if he was babysitting. Okay. So if they were working on the house I was right there with them sweeping the floor while they sanded the floor and Mm -hmm. those type of things too so I like to think that I've always been handy cannot relate (laughs) (laughs) I wish but like well do I wish I don't know sometimes I feel like there's things that I should know how to do like okay maybe you should learn how to work a drill Evan so you don't have to call somebody every time 
you need something hung. But I don't know. It just is intimidating to me. So can't do it. <laughs> you can do it. Like you said, you're just intimidated by mm-hmm. it. Like the dr- drill is like a basic thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, being handy is a gift and a curse because some things I don't want to do, but I make myself do it just because yeah. I know I can and I shouldn't pay somebody else to do it. Right. So do you ever feel like, how do I want to say this? Kind of like if you, so maybe if it's a situation where you did have to call somebody, are you that person that's kind of like looking over their shoulder, like, are you doing this right? Or like asking them a bunch of questions? I'm for sure asking a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, why are you using this wrench? Why are you using that? Mm-hmm. I know that's annoying. Like I'm paying you to just do this and get <laughs> out, but I'm going to ask questions so that I don't have to call you again. Yeah. To do it. That makes sense. So I want to talk about designer hack because yes. you've been doing this for some time. Um, so just what got you started really with trying to create, like recreate different high-end products just for low like what really was kind of like hmm I think I could or what was that one item that you were like I really would love to have this but I don't want to pay five hundred one thousand dollars for whatever this <laughs> is like what was that first item that you were like I can try to make this myself so the first item was a pair of jeans so mm-hmm. you remember like in college when distressed jeans made a really huge comeback yeah and they were expensive yeah before they you know hit the lower end they mm-hmm. hit like forever 21 and things like that and I was not going to pay $100 or more for those jeans, especially mm-hmm. college. Well, I couldn't pay Right, that. girl. <laughs> so I went to the thrift store mm-hmm. and then you know, I got a cheese grater, got a pumice stone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, twirled the jeans, used the um, like tweezers to make that little, uh, that more distressed part. Yeah. And then, you know, bleached them. Mm-hmm. Had my whole apartment building smell like bleach. No. Because, yeah. <laughs> and then that was the first, basically the first designer hat class too, because at my apartment, I used to have like craft nights. Okay. So the, a couple of my friends came over, redid the distressed jeans, mm-hmm. threw them in a dryer, and then, you know, wore them from there. Mm-hmm. So that was the first item. And then, so now, since, in what year was that? That was... That might have been like 2012, 2011 or 2012. Okay. So, wow, we're almost pushing at the 10-year mark since you've been designer hacking. Yeah, but officially (laughs) since 2014 is when I offered the first, like, actual paid class here in Detroit. Okay, so let's talk about the paid class. Like, what was, like, I feel like this is something that's simple that a lot of people can do, and I'm going to put myself out there, and hopefully people will sign up to come and make this stuff. Yeah, so the first uh, paid class, the project that we did was a necklace uh, inspired by Kenzo. Mm-hmm. The necklace was a, it was literally just a telephone cord, like okay. a curled telephone cord. Mm-hmm. That's what the necklace looked like. Okay. So I found a telephone cord. Uh, we sanded them down just to rough them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we painted them okay. the color that we wanted. And I had a, a, a really good turnout. I was nervous about it at mm-hmm. first just doing it because I did a jewelry pop-up during the day. And then the class was like the closer Okay. Of the night and people showed up. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm onto something. Mm-hmm. I can keep doing this. And so you've done jewelry and you also have done some home decor stuff too. So I know you just had, was that this year where you did the pillows? Yeah. That I did was the so pillows. cute. That was this year. I'm like, dang it. Every time you have one, I'm either like at my other job or like gone somewhere and I can't come. Because I do Sundays because that's what works for me. Yeah. like, can you do a different day? I'm like, well, Sunday no. is my favorite. Right. I'm like, this is the day. Yeah. But you have another one coming up next week, right? Yes, September 15th, okay, 4 to 6 p.m. at Femology. Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to be making um, earrings that are inspired by some statement earrings that cost like $500 okay. and up. And we're going to be recreating them uh, using polymer clay mm-hmm. 
because I believe the original earrings they're made out of plastic. Okay. But uh in clay you can really recreate anything. Yeah. So we're gonna learn some shaping and baking techniques mm-hmm. to make our own custom earrings. That's fine. So with that, do you find that when you're recreating these things and you're looking at the luxury, like high end stuff, do you really feel like it's worth the amount of money that they're charging? Do you feel like sometimes in some instances, like, OK, maybe they use this type of material and it is like maybe rare or expensive. Or do you kind of feel like this is like you should not be charging five hundred dollars for these earrings? Like it's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's so hard because I'm the name attached to it like yes you can yeah. charge this amount but when i look at what the materials are i'm like this is resin mm-hmm. this is like a acrylic cutout yeah and i'm just like no way somebody should be paying 700 dollars for this but with the name and then the established luxury that you have attached to your name yeah i get it they don't want to lowball themselves mm-hmm. of course, and they have to run the company they have to pay the people who make it so it makes sense in a way okay but for me yeah i'm not going to come out of 700 dollars when i can make it for like 20 Mm -hmm. and then where do you typically get your supplies from when you're doing the designer hacks uh so it depends on what the project is okay but normally i just go to the craft store like a joanne's or michael's Mm -hmm. um if it's something that i know that i can't find in store i might look on online like a, a amazon or even different wholesalers Mm -hmm. that sell like jewelry findings and things like that and then typically how many people do you have in a class Uh, my goal is always about 10 okay so it normally ranges from like five to ten people okay just because it's for like so you don't have to like buy so many supplies or just is it better to kind of show a smaller group of people how to actually like make something from scratch well, keeping it um, intimate mm-hmm. is easier for me to bounce around and give everyone one-on-one help. Gotcha. Like, I'll do the overall spill, and we'll take it step-by-step. Step. Mm-hmm. But, of course, everyone works at their own pace, so I'll go around and help them. And it's inside uh, the co-working space mm-hmm. terminology, so inside their classroom. Okay. So I try to keep it within that, too. Okay. And are tickets still available for the yes. one next week? Tickets are still available. Where can people go? Uh, Trees. T-R-I-C-E Clark C-L-A-R-K dot co C-O Get your tickets Get those tickets (laughs) (laughs) So within the past year as we mentioned you started making these beautiful backdrops and activations for different events and I'm seriously not even joking every time I see one I'm just like she is so talented because who like what the heck Trees like you literally made a freaking backdrop for a whole party and they're huge like it's not a small thing so I just want to know like what your I believe your first one that you did was at the first work in tequila yeah the first work in tequila okay so just talk to us about how Lauren who was on our podcast recently guys um how she contacted you with that idea and how you came up with it so yeah Lauren is my friend we always <laughs> work together because we work with our friends mm-hmm. and she wanted something uh just to heighten the experience yeah of her event and she asked me to just uh, play on the theme of twerking tequila and Cinco de Mayo for mm-hmm. the first one. And working at Arts and Scraps, we get a bunch of donated material. So we got some, um, like, the turf grass donated. Okay. So I was like, I have an idea. Let me just come up with something. And then that's how I made the uh, the first backdrop. And mm-hmm. I took it to twerking tequila. And then somebody actually bought it from me. Oh, wow. After this. Oh, okay. A photographer didn't... bought it from me because so, he wanted the green uh, turf wall to take pictures in front of. Okay. Yeah. And then how big, if you can, so if people don't know, 
you know, if they weren't there and like are trying to envision it, like what were what were the dimensions of the backdrop? Uh, that one I believe was like six feet tall, mm-hmm. about four feet wide. So we put a chair in front of it so that right. people could sit down and you could still see the uh, Torque and Tequila sign mm-hmm. in front of it. And then how long did that take you to make? Uh, I did it in like a, a night, which is terrible. <laughs> I need to take more time to do things, but mm-hmm. most of the time I work best like. Under pressure. Under pressure. I mean, yeah. same <laughs> It happens. It's just like, I could do this now or I could do it the night before. And sometimes, like, that adrenaline just gets pumping. And because yeah. yeah. I was probably stumped trying to do it a few days before, like, I couldn't figure it out. But mm-hmm. then always some type of magic happens the night before. I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah. And just really throw it together. So from there, you've done like a million more yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some other ones that you've done? Um, I did some for uh, Jerk and Joel off that whole 2018 summer mm-hmm. for their events. Uh, I've done things for uh, with Pal. Okay. Recently, uh, one for Bumble mm-hmm. and Detroit Blows. And then uh, one coming up this week with uh, for charity single. Okay. Um, More Cake with Foot Locker. Oh, at her dinner her party. Dinner I'm party. so sad I can't go. <sighs> I'm like, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Oh, okay. You'll have to just take a lot of pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be spamming the, uh, the timeline. So yes. I got you. So how do, do you let people come up with the idea for the backdrop and you just execute? Or is it more like a collaborative thing? Or do people just say, like, I just need something. Like, I don't care what you do. I just want it to look cool. So mostly uh, collaborative. Mm-hmm. So you could tell me what you want. And then, like, send me the inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I go off of that. Uh, sometimes it is me just coming up with things. But mm-hmm. I try to only come up with things from scratch for my friends. Yeah. Because yeah, I want you to come to me at least with some type of idea. Yeah. And that way we can build off of that. So it's not too much back and forth. Because mm-hmm. that's not a small project either. So I would hate for somebody to just be like, I don't know what I want. And then you're sitting up here literally sawing wood and carving out letters <laughs> and things. And they're just like, actually... That's not what I had in mind. Right, because <laughs> if you're coming to me and I don't even know you, so I don't mm-hmm. know your brand, don't know your event, and mm-hmm. you're like, well, I just want something. And I'm like, well, I know nothing about Right, give business, me more. So tell me a little bit about what you envision things. Right. Like. <laughs> Please. Thank you. Before I start <laughs> breaking out my power tools. <laughs> so what would you say has been the most creatively challenging backdrop that you've done or had to do? Um. Honestly, the Bumble one, making the hexagon, mm-hmm. it was just, well, more so skill set, just because I did not pay attention to math, and I should have, because when I was trying to cut those angles, and I was like, shit, <laughs> geometry, I skipped literally every day, so. If you ask, I don't know, anything, <laughs> I don't remember anything, and the, part of, I'm going to blame half of it on my teacher, because she was crazy. It was something wrong with her. Well, let me take that back. It was something wrong with her, but she used to make up these little songs that were helpful, but me and math just never. And I feel like there's a lot of math that goes along into, like, what you do. Yeah. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> so is there just a lot of trial and error? It's a lot of trial and error. Okay. I mean, I definitely measured twice, cut once. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. When I got to the angle parts, I was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I could have done this easier if I knew how to figure out the angle. It needs to be cut to the degrees of the angle. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised that the swing wasn't the hardest one. Cause I don't know, because essentially it's just kind of 
straight lines. Yeah. Straight lines with okay. the sling. Straight cuts. So that was really so cool. Bad. I feel like that's my favorite one that you've done. Because I was like, that's just so freaking cute. Uh, Trace, you amazed me. So where are you actually doing all of the cutting and execution for all of your things? Is it at home or um, somebody's house? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, at home, in my basement, and then also at my family house who live not too far from me. Okay. Uh, out of their garage. And they, they're they tired of me using their garage as storage because <laughs> they want to use the garage for other things. Right, for other like projects. a car. Yeah, like a car. <laughs> but I have it overflowing with, you know, with backdrops and things. But mostly out of the garage and out of my basement mm-hmm. and outside depending on the weather too. Yeah, that's true. Right, so in the wintertime, where are you doing all of this? Like in the basement? Yeah, in the basement mostly sheesh that's a lot because <laughs> i can only imagine how much stuff that you have accumulated over i have so much stuff yeah it's terrible i try to only do custom or like uh things that are commissioned mm-hmm. so that they can keep their things okay like hey take this afterwards yeah i have nowhere to keep it yeah but some things i have to end up keeping mm-hmm. that was my next question i wanted to know when the event is over do you break the stuff down and you're like, I can reuse this? Or is it just kind of like, I don't want nothing else to do with this anymore. Like, y'all figure it out. You can reuse it for a different event, but I'm not taking it home. Yeah, that's what it is a lot of the time. But especially because I don't want to take it home. Because I have, I kind of have the storage for it. Mm-hmm. But I live in a flat. So technically, I'm okay. supposed to share the basement. Gotcha. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't know they have these storage rooms. I'm about to keep all this stuff yeah. in your storage room. Let's- but hey. no, I definitely try to work out something where I could take it to the person who uh, who hired me to make the things, their mm-hmm. home or their storage unit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite materials that you like to work with? Uh, wood so far. Okay. I want to get more into acrylic. I'm just scared of scratching things up. Like wood is forgiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can if you mess up a joint, you can throw some wood glue in it or something like okay. that. Okay. Plastics and things are not so much. Yeah. Like you're going to see that hole. Mm-hmm. If I try to drill into another hole right next to it, like you're going to see it. Okay. But I want to figure out ways to to work with that more. Mm-hmm. How many splinters have you <laughs> got? <laughs> I get splinters all the time. I probably have one that's been in my hand for a couple months that's like really months. deep in. Yeah. I got <laughs> half of it off and then it broke. <laughs> And it doesn't hurt you? No, it doesn't hurt at all. But I watch so much Grey's Anatomy that I, I think, like, in 10 years, it's going to be terrible. And I'm going to have to get it amputated or something. Oh. Just because I watch too much TV. <laughs> well, we're not going to claim that. No. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, like, I guess my biggest thing was working with wood. Because it's just so easy to get a splinter. So I would probably be in there with, like, gloves on. But I'm sure that's, like, very restricting I re- recently found some gloves that fit perfectly, mm-hmm. but even then with grip, it still kind of gets in my way and I end up taking them off like halfway through. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'll just take the hit. Get yeah, my finger cut it. off later. Yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever feel like people are surprised because you're a woman and you are super crafty? Well, not only crafty, but just very handy. Like typical things that I feel like people feel like men should do like oh you you shouldn't use a saw because you're a woman or you go to home depot and it's not just for a hot dog like what are you doing so do you feel like people kind of give you like (laughs) (laughs) criticism and flack for that or kind of like cock their heads to the side when you tell them what you do 
Uh, not really. Okay. Well, not people our age. Yeah. I don't feel like they do, but older people, if I'm in Home Depot or Lowe's, everybody's constantly asking me, do I need help? And I'm like, no, I mm-hmm. know exactly what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Especially if they see what's in my cart. They're like, oh, what you doing? That's what I wonder because I'm like, I know she's not going in there just for like one or two small things. Like, I'm sure you have one of like the flat beds, like, and you're going in there pulling like the big stuff. So I can only imagine that, like you said, the associates being like, oh, ma'am, like, do you know where this is? And Well, the associates are used to me. Oh, so good. It's, it's okay. only like the shoppers okay. who are in there and they're like, and it's older guys. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what you working on? What you, what you can I come work for you? And I'm like, uh. Mind your business. <laughs> No. Okay. Go ahead and check out, sir. <laughs> okay. Leave me be. Go get your hot dog and go. Definitely got to get the sausage every time I go in. <laughs> they smell. I'm not even a hot dog person, but I don't know why Home Depot hot dogs smell so good. I don't know. It's just like a thing you have to do. It's yeah. almost like a ritual at this point because as soon as I walk in, I go to that first. Mm-hmm. And then I go shopping. Yeah. That makes sense. I would typically, like, if I ever had to go, like, with my dad or something, we would get it on the way out. It's like a treat. Because it's like, okay, you didn't complain the whole time you were in here. Here's a hot dog. (laughs) So in addition to all of the work that you're doing for yourself, you also work at Arts and Scraps, which I love. Um, My first time going there, I was in Girl Scouts, actually. And we did some community service, and we got to pack the little craft craft bags for Mm -hmm. some different schools. So, But you're the warehouse manager. Yes. Yes. So talk to us about your day to day, how that works. And if somebody has never been to Arts and Scraps before, what would you say to them to encourage them to come and like volunteer or just check it out? Let's check it out. Okay. So I grew up in the neighborhood that Arts and Scraps is located. Mm -hmm. I'm from Morningside. I'm from the east side. Okay. So I used to go to Arts and Scraps as a kid Mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, And I used to actually work in the store. Mm -hmm. So they used to kind of pay you in scraps okay yeah <laughs> if you were a kid. so i used to get fabric and make baby doll clothes mm-hmm. out of it so now on the warehouse side i pretty much coordinate all the volunteers uh that we have like the big corporate groups like um quick and pnc mm-hmm. people like that and then the kits that you're talking about that you used to make uh we also do like the development side of those so creating the curriculum because we get tons of materials rerouted from uh, like automotive industry and different things like that so we just find different uses for those mm-hmm. like we have a, um like a space and alien kit so the kids have to uh we teach them about the solar system then they have to create a planet to go within that solar system okay and then make an alien oh, cute. that lives on that planet mm-hmm. so they'll use all the recycled materials to create that mm-hmm. so it always has to go back to stem okay and the thing but we do it in a way of uh, using arts integration so they get to create it and then also learn Mm -hmm. within the lesson. So we do that development uh, there as well. So we pack for everything, we prep everything, Mm -hmm. and then we send everything out to events and schools. Okay. Do you get to take scraps home? Yes, I do get get first dibs on things that that come in. Mm -hmm. But we all do. Everyone who works there does. Uh, In our community store, we... um, actually have it where you can shop a bag so either a smaller bag or a larger bag right and whatever you can fit inside that bag you get to take with you mm-hmm. there's also some individually priced items too okay that came in brand new or just some specialty items but i would definitely say go there first versus going to a craft store mm-hmm. and then whatever you don't find there you can fill in the blanks there because you can fill up a bag for eight dollars right and you can have fabric to make pillows mm-hmm. house cushions everything and we get scrap wood and tile and different things from uh interior design companies nice. so you can always find a bunch of stuff i need to 
I, I always forget because, like, you, I, I just feel like it's always your first mind is like, oh, Joanne's mm-hmm. or, oh, Haber, well, Haberman's is very expensive. But, like, you know, just to go to the store that, like, specializes in those things. But, I mean, I just, I've been in there recently. I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. I think we had to do something for work. Oh, we do something for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm just like, there's just so much stuff. And, like, for me, since I like to host stuff at my house, it would make sense for me to, like, instead of, buying like decorations and stuff off of Amazon or going to Target and spending a lot of money. It's like you could just come to Arts and Scraps and definitely <laughs> and spend eight dollars versus going to Target and buying a hundred dollars worth of things that you don't need. You know, because I want to go today. What to Target? But yes. Dangerous. But I'm not going to do it because <laughs> I start my new job tomorrow and I was like, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> Sure, but that's Evan doesn't have anything to wear. It's a Evan, lie. You have clothes. I know. I know, but it's like almost like the first day of school type of thing. It's I like I want to be fresh, and I want y'all to know that I'm about to be fresh all the time. So. But it's a new job. They haven't seen what you can pull out. It's new to them. They all so. started following me on Instagram, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll come to our subscribe and get like a y'all got like some little pins or something. I could like hook up a shirt. Make up something. Listen, definitely. because yeah. Well, another thing that I wanted to talk about with you is I just feel like you are a super disciplined person because, and this is like personal, but I know you talk about like fasting and stuff all the time here. And when we were recently talking, you were like, yeah, I haven't like drank in forever. Like it's not even like, I don't even think about it anymore. Or you can go and say like, I'm not going to eat meat for six months and then six months pass, and you're like, I'm fine. Like I don't have any cravings or Anything like that. So I just want to know how you keep yourself so disciplined and so focused, really, like, within your personal and your professional life. Mm, mostly. It's because I hate myself, honestly. <laughs> no. Stop. It feels like when you're depriving yourself of things, but in the beginning, yeah. like, why do I hate myself? Why mm-hmm. am I torturing myself and taking these things just away? Just eat the cookie. Right. Eat the cookie. <laughs> but I do have a problem with uh, baked goods mm. because... Yes, I will eat a whole cake if I buy a whole cake. So Sugar is addictive. It's Man. a drug. It's terrible. But with the uh, the discipline, I always feel like if I sacrifice something, I'm, I'm going to get something in return. Mm-hmm. So last year, it kind of started with uh, applying for grants. Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to give this up so that I can get this grant. Gotcha. And then when I didn't get the grant, I just kept going mm-hmm. with with the different fasting. Anytime I'm trying to accomplish something greater, I feel like being disciplined and giving something up in that way helps me to be more disciplined and work and mm-hmm. everything aligns that way. Okay. So sometimes it's not like I just want to give up cookies or give up things. Like yeah. It just comes with, okay, I need to sacrifice something mm-hmm. to get something that I'm asking for. Yeah. yeah. You're so strong. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that will rub off on some other people because I just find that to be, it's it's like, like you just said, it's it's almost like you're torturing yourself in the minute, in the, the moment that you start because you're like, I really just want to have this moment of, weakness or freedom or whatever but just trying to stay like you know on that path and like always looking at the bigger picture is like kind of difficult sometimes there's so many distractions so yeah yeah it helps me clear my mind because there's I don't have any healthy vices that I can think of okay so if I'm giving giving up overindulging in certain Mm -hmm. things is actually for the benefit of myself so I can take that you know delayed gratification or whatever yeah yeah that makes sense well, we got some listener questions. Okay. So the first one is from Naomi on Instagram. <laughs> Hello, Naomi. <laughs> she says, what is your greatest source of inspiration? Uh, inspiration? I would definitely say having a kid mm-hmm. because he's looking at everything 
that I do. So I want to give him something to be proud of for sure. Mm-hmm. And David's great. He's sitting outside eating his chicken shack right yes, now. Because <laughs> he's addicted to chicken and potatoes. <laughs> wow, what a kid. <laughs> yeah. Am I, David? <laughs> you might have the same palate for sure. Honestly, because chicken shack potatoes are the potatoes do go crazy. Ten though. out of ten every time. Yes, would recommend. So, do you feel like your love for arts and crafting and STEM has rubbed off on him? Uh, I would say STEM, but mm-hmm. he is—I don't know—he's definitely been here before. He yeah, is a different little person. Mm-hmm. He's always known exactly what he was wanted to do. Okay, so he's been saying since like pre-K that he wants to be a video game engineer. Mm-hmm. So every summer since before starting kindergarten he's been in some type of stem programming okay whether at the robot garage michigan science center uh-huh. uh, wayne state college of engineering he's definitely been into those things yeah. yeah is he good at math he is good at math so hopefully he can help me okay i was about is, to say he's great at math and they do math differently now so when he's doing things i'm like what is this and why how did you get this answer from this yeah when i can just do it this right because what is it called now is it called something different it's called something it? different but i can't even think of what it is they use different every school uses something different a little oh. bit Every school uses something. Well, different. I'm not gonna say every school, but okay. like they under some certain guidelines or whatever that they use. That but is it's weird. <laughs> you have to show your work, and I'm just like, you can listen. Just... See, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Because don't worry about how I got to this point. Just know that right? I got there. Is it right? Is it right? Okay. Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> maybe I copied off of somebody. <laughs> that's actually not your business. <laughs> you <Actually. laughs> let it go. <laughs> anyway, just put it correct and keep moving. You know, math is just. I could talk about this all day. I, I hate it. But hopefully he'll become greater at math than you. And then he can help you next time you have to cut out a hexagon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tell me the exact calculation for the degrees. He got it. I'm yeah. Sure. And then Darlin from Instagram. Hi, Darian. She Yay. wants to know, how did you get your skin so perfect? <laughs> <laughs> so mostly genetics. Mm-hmm. But um, I also use uh, from the Pure Shea store that's in Easton Market, uh-huh. just their Pure Shea Butter Bars. I wash my face with that and one of those little silicone brushes, mm-hmm. little scrubber brushes. And then a uh, rose water toner that Imani actually put me on. Okay. Imani Nixon. Hey, girl. Yeah. And then uh, sometimes, not all the time, I don't always moisturize, which is bad. But I mm. use that um, Aveeno moisturizer. Okay. SPF. So everything on the cheek for yeah. skincare can get. Do you have oily crazy. skin? No, I have, it's not oily or dry. I okay. feel like after I wash my face, it makes its own moisture. Okay. I just don't yeah. add anything too crazy to it. But in the summertime, I definitely use sunscreen. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I I don't know. My, my skin, as soon as I put some water on it, it's like it gets super tight. So it's very dry. So I have to have a good moisturizer always. I've started using, I was using rose hip oil, which mm-hmm. is good. If you have drier skin, um, and then I started using this, it's like by this Japanese brand. It's called Chidoria. They have like That's a it. shea. They just have some really weird but nice products. So like I started using, they have like this rice brand and silk soap. It's all it's natural. So if you have sensitive skin, like it's good for that. Um, and then they have like this shea butter and rose and grape seeds something. Um, cream. So I just started using that, and I was having like some issues right here, but it's better now. I'm like, okay, it looks great. Thank you. So does yours. Thank you. Thank you. All the time, always <laughs> glowing. <laughs> so thanks for those questions, y'all. And I have a few more. So 
How does creating make you feel? Uh, creating for myself is um, puts me at ease. Mm-hmm. Creating for other people is kind of stressful. Yeah. Just because you're worried about the outcome and if they like it. But overall, it's just kind of a... Um, there's not really much thought into it. So I definitely feel at ease and something that just comes mm-hmm. second nature. Okay. So when you're doing it for yourself, you don't necessarily walk in or sit down with a plan. It's just kind of like, I'm going to do, I have this stuff in front of me and I'm just kind of going to go for it and see what happens. Yeah. When I'm making stuff for myself, it's like, I'm going to use whatever is in this Barney bag of a, cro- a craft closet mm-hmm. that I have that seems never ending. Yeah. And see what I can make from the things that are in here. What's- so no outcome plan for real. What is like the most outrageous thing, or I won't even say outrageous, but like the oddest thing that you've made for yourself that like when you started, you really didn't know where you were going with it. But then when you finished, you were like, hmm, I still don't know what this is, but I feel like I could use it for something. I have a bunch of early clay things that mm-hmm. I was just playing around with the clay and made like mini sculptures and just kind of testing the baking temperatures of different things. So mm-hmm. I have like a lot of mini figurines that are really odd. Mm-hmm. It's like, abstract organic shapes so I was like okay well I'm not gonna throw it away because I made it yeah but it's they're just weird <laughs> they're just odd. they're like paperweights at this point okay hmm. I mean that's a use yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you paint them and stuff too or no uh, I used pre-colored clay okay. I did mix them to make some custom colors okay yeah. so I'm I don't know in my mind I'm thinking of like like pottery clay but it's not that no it's um so pottery clay is like really heavy okay it's different well you can make it thinner but the clay i'm talking about is a uh, polymer clay mm-hmm. so it's um i think it's a plastic base and then you to cure it you bake it okay in the oven so hmm. just in the regular you can do a regular oven or like a little microwave oven type thing okay interesting and that's what you're going to be making the earrings out of yeah for at the next sunday's class we're going to be making the earrings out of that clay okay fun um what is something that you want to try to diy but you haven't done it yet uh i would really like to make more leather goods Mm -hmm. but the structure on bags is kind of intimidating okay because it seems like it's so hard to get the um the shape Mm -hmm. of things like coming from a pattern and i'm not good at following directions honestly (laughs) which is funny but um i would love to do like heavy leather goods okay yeah, something with actual shape and structure and just like greatly stitched. Mm-hmm. And you could just smell the real leather. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love leather. So anytime you're ready to just, you know, practice, you <laughs> let me know. Because I will gladly model <laughs> a yes, bag yeah. or a wallet or, you know, shoemaking if you ever feel like that's something you want to try. <laughs> shoemaking would be cool. Mm-hmm. I've definitely uh, checked out some books from the library about shoemaking. shoemaking. Yeah. Is it as intense as it seems? Or yeah. is it? Okay. Ferragamo. Like, I picked up a book from Ferragamo. Mm-hmm. And they they went crazy on the shoemaking. Okay. Just how much time they put into one pair and shaping and dyeing and yeah. stretching is, is nuts. So mm-hmm. I understand the cost of their shoes. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, like I said, love leather. <laughs> <laughs> you just call me and I'll come. I'll come number. running. <laughs> What does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? It's my favorite question to ask everyone. Right, and it's always the hardest question. I know. Take some answer. time. Because it's really about yourself, and then sometimes when people ask you questions, like deep questions, of, and it's not even deep, but like, you know, questions semi-deep about questions yourself. about like, yourself. What do you even say? Right. 
that's almost like a tell me about yourself type of and question. That is terrible. That's the worst question. <laughs> like, I don't know. What does my bio say? Okay. That's I mean, you it. just start naming random stuff. I like pizza. <laughs> Using pizza as a personality trait. You know. <laughs> um, a damsel in Detroit. I guess it would just be someone who is creating their own life the way that they want to. So I'm literally crafting the life that I want inside mm-hmm. of Detroit. And I think that we have that freedom to do so here because there's so many things that aren't established yeah that we can just make up Mm -hmm. so I I enjoy being a part of that yeah do you have some people within your community that you look up to that really like inspire you when it comes to making things yeah I love um Chinonye Mm -hmm. from Ilera yeah yeah I I love love her too I love Chinonye yeah uh Megan Ward who is the owner of Femology Mm -hmm. Amber Mm -hmm. Social in the City yeah uh, you because wow, I feel like your style is so defined. Like if you see something, you're like, "That's Evan," mm-hmm. and you are literally the damsel in Detroit. So I should have said that. Like you are, girl. No. <laughs> Those are like the uh, the main people. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And I know all of those people you named, and they're all great. Right, because we're it. like in the same yeah. Scenes of mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just feel like we're all. Like, everybody has their own thing in their own lane, and I just love to see people, like, really just putting in the work to make things happen for themselves. And like I said, I admire you because you are so disciplined and so focused to me <laughs> always. And I'm just like, Treese is just unstoppable. Like, I just feel like if I ever need to build a house from scratch one day and <laughs> just need somebody to help me, like, figure some stuff out, I'm like, I'm calling Treese. Because nobody else can do this. <laughs> and that's so funny because I get the waiters like uh, direct messages and things. And yeah. People are like, well, how do I do this? I'm like, I don't know, girl. I use Pinterest. Listen. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Pinterest. I saw you posting something about Pinterest on your um, story today because you were trying to figure out um, about that shelf. Yeah. Like that. Um, what is it called? It's called a throne. When I looked at them, okay. they're, called, like, a, they're called thrones. It's like this woven bookshelf. Mm-hmm. I found it on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And then because our phones are spying on us, it popped up on my Pinterest. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I can style these mm-hmm. <laughs> these type of ways. So. Do you ever go to estate sales? Yes. Okay. Um, Which I don't as much now because I have so much stuff in my house that I don't need anything else. Yeah. But um, I have gotten some power tools from estate sales. Okay. Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, furniture. Yeah. And then also just living in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Driving around. I'm like, oh, I'm about to come back and get this chair <laughs> that you just set out. <laughs> Have you ever um, reupholstered any furniture or anything? Uh, I have. Okay. I've reupholstered um, some benches, some mm-hmm. simple things like that. Okay. I haven't gotten into like any armchair or anything because, again, the math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would want those measurements to Man. to be right. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I want, I really want like this bench, like a, it's just like a bench that can go in your bedroom, mm-hmm. but I, it has to be very specific. Like it has to have like gold legs. And it has to be a certain type of gold, okay? Not too dark. It has to be, like, the right one. And I want it to be, like, a... I want the legs of it to be kind of, like, abstract or, mm-hmm. like, really funky design. And I just want, like, an ivory, like, fur on top of it. You know what I mean? Like, fuzzy. It just has to be very glam. It does sound very but, glam. <laughs> but I don't want to pay a lot of money for it. So I'm like, maybe we can... Maybe we could do something. We could definitely do that. Yeah. We can work that out. 
They can definitely be made. I watch uh, a bunch of like HGTV mm-hmm. videos and YouTube videos. Yeah. Like furniture and reupholstery and mm-hmm. things. So it can definitely be done. Yeah. If you want to do it, you can definitely do it. Yes, please. And I also need to figure out curtain rods because oh, yeah. my windows are just like way too long. And I don't think anybody makes curtain rods yeah, like that. Yeah. So I need to. I saw like a, somebody did. um those metal pipes mm-hmm. and you can kind of like screw them and like hook them into your wall but i'm like Dang. oh like the plumbing pipe? Like mm-hmm. the, okay yeah so i'm like that would be a super easy fix for like under 20 dollars. so now i just have to buy curtains so that's another task that i would like to tackle at some point because it's been a year and i don't have curtains and i just feel like i mean nobody like can see in. me right <laughs> also but i'm like nobody can see me from up here but still i just feel like i should ha- i have a home you should probably have curtains <laughs> <laughs> I mean, teach That's part of the design. Mm-hmm. It's just open windows. Right. <laughs> That's the aesthetic. Yes. Okay. Hashtag aesthetic. Aesthetics. Aesthetics. Lastly, where can people connect with you on social and on the web? Uh, so on Instagram, mm-hmm. it's Trees Clark. And then uh, my website is www.treesclark.co. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a cute out. website. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And you have your blog on there too. Yes. And you have those really cool drop down pictures of, or I shouldn't say drop down, but like the nice visuals of you actually like doing the step by step with the crafting. So there's some uh, tutorials on there Mm -hmm. for some crafting if you're not able to make it out to the class. Yeah. You can go get the materials from the shopping list Mm -hmm. and then make them at home. Yes. Yes. So resourceful. So helpful. Try to be. (laughs) You know. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I had fun. Me too. Yay. And I feel like this is cool too because I think September is the month of design. Yeah, it's the month of design. So, yeah, so I had you and then last week I had Andrea um, and she does the Paisley Print yeah. Company. So I'm like, I just met her recently at the really uh, nice. Bumble Detroit Blows event. Okay. Oh, yeah, because yeah, that was she when she won the. the mm-hmm. yeah. Yay. Well, that's cute. (laughs) That's kind of a full circle moment. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like I need to keep the design thing up for this month so we can have a theme going on. So that just just came to me just now, you know, off the top of the dome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks, y'all, for listening. I actually won't be here next week because I'm going on a work retreat. So I know they are already just like rolling out the red carpet. I'm excited. I won't say the red carpet, but it's. It's well, different. It'll be the green carpet. The for green them. carpet, yes. Yeah. You know, so I'm excited um, about this new thing. So yeah, we'll be gone from like Thursday to Sunday. So. That's fine. Yeah, and I was looking at the itinerary, and I was like, "This, I'm gonna like this place." <laughs> so as always, I want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better, and I won't be back next week, but the week after, specifically Eastside girls. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note. <laughs> gonna go (laughs) love you too (laughs) see y'all later Bye. bye